Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Arkansas throws it into Kamani, back to black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Oh, I wish I was going. John Neighbors will be continuing our coverage starting Wednesday. Sponsorships available. We'd spend so much money. We're saving money by not going. We're team players. Would you like to be a part of uh, something great? Maybe get your company's name mentioned and sponsor our coverage. Sales at 1037thebuzz.com. John, is, he's going to be eating lobster and steak. Somebody's got to pay for it. Aaron Torres is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. The next, next matchup for Arkansas, the Huskies of UConn. Very impressive, dominating St. Mary's yesterday, or at least pulling away late. And they are going to be a tough out for the Hogs. Should be a classic hopefully in Vegas, coming up on Thursday evening. Aaron has been kind enough to join us today. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Well, I'm all right. Um, you know, I, um, you know I, I've covered Arkansas for years. Justin, you may not know this, but I know Wes knows this. Uh, I went to UConn. Yes. And Las Vegas is my favorite city on the planet, about three hours from where I live. And it's just, you know, it's just a tragic situation because I have a friend who's getting married on Friday and I can't go to this game. And I'm so upset. I'm so devastated. There's a rehearsal the day before. I'm in the wedding. So I'm thrilled because I think you phrase it as a potential classic, Justin, and I think you are absolutely a thousand percent correct. I'm just sad, much like you guys. I don't think, I don't think, you, I don't know, I can't speak for you guys, but I don't think you guys are going to be there. And I'm just devastated that, like you guys, I'm not going to be there either. I feel your pain in so many different ways. First of all, Arkansas just got to the Sweet 16 playing in my native hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. And also, if you think that Las Vegas is the greatest thing going, you've obviously not been to Schenectady. The other thing is about all this. I have been to Schenectady. It was a close second, I will say that. Thank you. Um, the other thing is, I was so excited. One time, Arkansas under Mike Anderson went to my alma mater and played, and I was so excited. I was like, you know what? I really can't lose. This is going to be great because if Arkansas wins, that'll be fine because I love Coach A, and if Arkansas loses, no big deal because Iowa State's my alma mater. But Iowa State beat the crap out of Arkansas, and I was miserable <laughs> the whole time. It was not fun. I felt bad for Coach A. I, I had to come on the air and act like I wasn't super excited, even though I was really happy. It's a tough deal when the teams, your sort of your worlds collide, Aaron, and obviously you're having the worst case scenario. That weird thing last year when Arkansas played in uh, in uh, San Francisco, I was actually at a wedding in Napa that week, and luckily, I remember that. Yep. It worked out fine where we got to go down to the Gonzaga game. Couldn't go to the Duke game, which was fine because they lost anyway. But we did have it on a TV at the reception. So I feel for you, my friend. I feel for you. It's a pickle. Can you go to the? Yeah, can was... you go and miss the re- the rehearsal? I mean, you don't. You're not the best man, are you? I'm not the best man. Yeah, so I was explaining this on my radio show on Saturday. They know I'm a UConn guy. So I don't even fully understand my role in this wedding. I'll just be honest, guys. But my understanding is I'm almost like the MC, where like I'm directing people to, hey, you know, uh, you know, the the so and so family, please be seated here. Be seated here, everyone. Please take your seats. 
this is the person that's uh, you know welcome in da 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 who's giving the uh, who's sharing the vows who's going to be doing the whatever you call it. So the way my radio partner described it on Sunday, it sounds almost like. I'm almost like the quarterback. Like, I not only have to know my role, I have to know everybody else's role, too. So I'm a little nervous about uh, missing the rehearsal. But I'll just be honest, guys. I'll tell you what it really comes down to. I'd love to make it about all these different things, and maybe I could sneak out and all that. We've already booked the hotel. My wife's already picked out her outfit for the rehearsal and the wedding. I think my wife would probably be more mad at me for skipping rehearsal than the actual groom. And to be honest, I think she more than the groom's wife. I think my wife is just like, no, like we're going, like you get to go to games all year long. Like everybody rearranges because you guys know how it is working in sports, right? Like everybody's kind of got to work around your schedule to a degree. Cause I know Wes, I know you work a lot of late nights and early mornings and both the point I'm trying to make. I think my wife would actually be madder if I was just like, hey, you know, I'm going to sneak out to Vegas for 24 hours. I'll pick, you know, I'll fly back first thing Friday, pick you up. We'll go to the wedding. I think she'd actually be more mad than the groom would be, to be honest. Yeah, we've all seen the hangover, Aaron. I think you need to just go ahead and do what uh, is going (laughs) to keep your your wife happy. That is a tough deal, though. Hopefully, you can watch some of the game at least. What time does the rehearsal start? Well, that's a good question. You know, the good thing is, I mean, I don't think it's a good thing because I, I, you know, I would have preferred it to be a little bit later, but. It, you know, on the West Coast, that's a four o'clock tip off. Right. So I think I'll probably, you know, and the rehearsal takes 15 minutes. So I'm hoping, uh, the re- I think the rehearsal is like 5, 5.30. So I'm hoping to watch mm. the first half. May- you know, maybe we'll knock out the rehearsal at half. <laughs> Since I'm the quarterback, maybe I could, uh, you know, get things moving yeah. and uh, call a timeout. I'm hoping to catch- call a couple yeah. audibles. Oh. Fake an injury, whatever. Yeah, you'd be fine. It, it is sucks, though, when you are a broadcast person because Pete, you always get stuck in that role. And so yeah. you are kind of credit. If you were just a groomsman, it'd be easy. It's like, yeah, walk down the aisle, hand her off, stand over there and shut your face. You got a tougher gig. Exactly. So that's too bad. Okay, let's. Yeah, talk- it is. But let's- yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to make the right decision, I can tell. We're going to talk about UConn now 27 and 8. They have won eight of their last nine. Their lone loss to Marquette by two. Uh, they beat Bama by 15 earlier this season. Um, they did have a kind of a stretch in the middle of the year. Arkansas can certainly relate. Arkansas was a little bit later in the year where they lost five out of six. But clearly this team's going to be a tough out. What do you like most about your alma mater? Um, you know, there, there's a lot to like. And obviously you guys know this. When you watch every game of a team, you start to get a little bit nitpicky. Mm. But when when you just kind of go a 30,000-foot view and you start talking about pieces needed to win at the highest level in this sport – uh, much like Arkansas, they have everything. They have experienced players. You know, I, I think uh, really of their rotation of about nine guys, it's really one freshman and one redshirt freshman. Everybody else is multi-year college players. They have NBA talent. They shoot the ball well. They have a lot of size. I think that's the thing that, um, you know, Arkansas, I remember dating back to last year when Arkansas lost to Duke in the Elite Eight. I think Coach Moss made it a priority to get bigger down low, added the Mitchell Twins, et cetera, UConn's one of the few teams that, that really does have, like, overwhelming size with Adama Sinogo. He had back-to-back 20-plus points games in that uh, regional. But then they also bring a 7-foot uh, center off the bench in Donovan Klingon. But I think the difference between UConn and a lot of these other teams is, you know, you see a team like Purdue where they have the, the size, but they don't have the guard play. UConn kind of has a little bit of both. And so, you know, listen, I, I, I think Arkansas is absolutely good enough to beat them because I've seen that team lose, they, they being UConn, you know, six, seven times this year. But I do think they're they're pretty close to probably the most complete team in college basketball where 
just because they have good guard play doesn't mean they can't score inside. Just because they have great low post play doesn't mean they don't have good guard play. Just because they have talented freshmen doesn't mean they don't have experience and vice versa. It really is a, a very deep, talented team. How did they lose to St. John's? Well, Wes, it's a great question. Um, <laughs> Coach A, poor Coach A taking all sorts of, uh, you know, strays here today. But, hmm. you know, I- I'll say is that they really hit a stretch early in conference play. And, you know, just I- I'll be honest, talking to coaches and working with coaches the way that I have, I think there is something to league play. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows your tendencies, your strengths, your weaknesses, et cetera. Um, and, that was a stretch where early on they had so much success early. And then I think what happened was a few things, Wes, is one, the way the schedule broke, nobody realized it at the time, but but they actually had a very front-loaded schedule in league play where they played Xavier on the road to open league play. Nobody could have known at the time that that would be a Xavier team that spent most of the year in the top 15 and is now playing in the Sweet 16. Their second road game in league was, or third road game, was at Marquette. Nobody realized at the time that team was going to be the Big East regular season champs. And so I think what happened, Wes, was you started to lose, you know, they were so dominant in the out-of-conference, and then I think they get to conference play, they take two or three losses to teams that we didn't realize were so good at the time, and then they started to lose confidence. That that St. John's game, though, was definitely, I think, the low point of the season because you could kind of explain away all the other stuff on the road, league play, stuff like that. But you lose to St. John's at home. I think that was the time when most of the UConn fan base probably started to sit there and say, were we overrated? Is it time to readjust expectations for this season, et cetera? But to their credit, they actually did bounce back very nicely February into March. But there is no doubt, Wes, that when Mike Anderson walked in with his sweater vest to uh, the Excel Center in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, not sweater vest, what am I thinking of? A turtleneck, turtleneck. When he walked in with his turtleneck and just smacked the Huskies, they really dominated that game from start to finish. I think that was probably the low point of the season for UConn. Yeah, you know, bad games happen, everybody. It's no big deal. How does Yeah, I- and it, it, league play, you know, guys, you know this, but, like, league play is tough, man. Like, it really is. It is for everybody, and I just think the more that I cover college basketball, and, again, I'm around people who have been in the trenches for this stuff, is, like, there really is something different to – you know, you can go to a, a Maui Invitational or whatever, three games in three days, and people don't really know you, and they only have 12 hours to scout you, and you could just blitz them with talent like the way that Alabama did a lot in the out-of-conference, out of the way that Arkansas has done in previous years, the way that UConn did this year. But, you know, league play, you play twice a year, everybody knows each other, twice a week, excuse me, everybody knows each other. You have four or five days to prep. There's equal levels of talent. I just think it's a different deal uh, and, again, to your guys' point, that's probably, frankly, why Arkansas started a little bit slow this year in league play as well. Yeah, they lost to LSU, so yeah. they had a bad loss. There too. you go. <laughs> let's, not, uh, let's not bring up old stuff. Uh, talking to Aaron Torres, Fox Sports, on the brand of Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in. So about pace of play, matchup. I mean, we saw we saw UConn, but most of us have not seen UConn play a lot this year. Pretty typical um, what they were able to do to St. Mary's the way they want to play. Well, St. Mary's – wants to play super slow. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not a huge, like, Ken Palm analytics guy, but I believe they had the slowest pace of any team in the tournament in terms of fewest possessions, most time off the shot clock before they kind of run their offense. So, honestly, the way that UConn was able to 
so frankly, the way that UConn scored 70 points on them is actually more of an indictment on UConn having a very good offensive day than it was slow. So, you know, I think UConn, again, to, to the point that we made earlier, they are a Big East. You know, Dan Hurley's a, a, a Northeast guy. I think they want to kind of make their bones on defense. But, you know, when they've been dragged into games with a little bit of a higher pace, a higher tempo, they have been able to keep up. You know, the, the, the second St. John's game at Madison Square Garden, they scored 95 points, 89 against DePaul late in the season, mid-70s against Villanova and Providence. Uh, which were which are neither team plays at a super fast level. So, you know, I, I think they're actually a very efficient offensive team. Um, and 70 points for a college basketball game doesn't feel like a lot on Sunday in a round of 32 game. But I think that actually is a pretty impressive number because, again, St. Mary's likes to play super slow. So I think they can adjust pretty nicely to how you want to play. The one thing that UConn brings every single game is physicality, toughness around the rim. I mean, I'll just tell you guys, I had a Big East coach tell me, you know, he he liked them in the NCAA tournament just because, like, what he said was the intensity that they play with, unless you've seen it, like, like you you can't tell on film how big and how tough and how physical and how hard they play on every single possession. And I do think that gets them through a lot of lulls where they do struggle offensively. But that would be the one thing. If you, if you haven't watched UConn, they play really freaking hard every single possession. They're deep and they're big and they're going to beat you up. Uh, and that's obviously going to be what Arkansas needs to handle for them to come out with a win on Thursday. I thought you were describing Arkansas just then. Mm. Same thing, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, I mean, and, and that's why I, I think I'm very intrigued by this game and I'm not saying it because it's my alma mater, and I'm not saying it because I'm on in Little Rock, and I don't want to give an honest answer. I, I don't know who I like in this game because it, it's exact. They're very similar teams, and guys, you know, having watched so much of Arkansas this year, I think that's the other thing with Arkansas too is that the defensive intensity and the size down low. You know, it's kind of like UConn. Is there are moments when when the offense doesn't click, they can just you know beat the crap out of you and take you out of what you want to do. That's a lot of what UConn does as well. So I think they're very similarly matched up to your point, Wes. Call me after your rehearsal. I'll let you know how the game went. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it, man. I don't want to talk about it. I have a place for a pregame party and everything. And it's just, like I said, you know, there was, you know, I, if you if we have to go, guys, cut me off. But, like, there was definitely that, like, 12-hour window where in my head I was like, you know, I can figure out a way to make this work. And then I just woke up today and I was like, my wife's just going to be pissed. It's like, too bad I they're just, not playing just, in L.A. That would be a little easier, but oh well. Yeah. Be well, less fun, though. Hey, listen, be here's the deal. Fun. The good news is the wedding's Friday, right? So you could the feasibly Friday, yeah. you could zip over on Saturday if UConn wins. Well, I host radio Saturday night, too. So that's the... You can't do it from there? I probably could. I probably could. I, I mean, I want to be at the game Thursday. I mean, you know, because I'll say this, too. That's a great doubleheader as well. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. You see, like, Gonzaga's a good you know, one. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously Kansas was the number one seed, but, like, I mean, we have four really good teams. Like, I think if you had to buy a ticket to any of the four regionals, this would be the one for sure that I would want to buy a ticket to. So I'm a little bit bummed, but, listen, these are first-world problems. We're blessed to do what we do. Uh, I get to go to a lot of games for free as part of what I get to do. I guess these are just two of them on Thursday that I won't be able to. It's a very mature take, Aaron. I appreciate that. I don't have that same perspective, but I really appreciate (laughs) that you do. That's why you're where you are, and I am where I am. Anyway, enjoy your weekend, and uh, better luck next year for UConn. But thanks for the time. Tell you what.
These two better make it down the aisle. I better not get a runaway bride. I'm going to be really pissed. But while, well, that'll be a good update if that does happen. It'll be a good conversation for next time we talk. But well, I, I think everyone's going to make it and all that. Hopefully the winner of these this game ends up in the Final Four, so we have an excuse to go to Houston at least. So there's that. There you go. All right. There you go. Very good. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, good stuff. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports.